Would you rather do a hundred hours of overtime than give a presentation in English? Or maybe you book a meeting room at work because you're feel kind of ashamed about your English. It feels like a bit of a dirty secret and you're worried about speaking English in front of your colleagues or maybe even your boss. And you already know, like a lot of my clients, that you can already speak English. You just lack a lot of confidence. You don't know if what you're saying is the right thing. You think you could sound better in inverted commas. If that sounds like you or maybe some of the similar fears that you've had or worries that you've had, then I really want to talk today about that because really what that is, is a lack of confidence. And I want to talk a little bit about where I've seen that come from and also what can help you overcome a lack of confidence from my experience working with many Spanish speaking professionals, just like you and how they've tried to overcome their lack of confidence And it really is a lack of confidence. One thing I always try and remind people is that level and confidence, I mean, here I'm talking about levels in terms of English, beginner, intermediate, advanced, are not associated with confidence. And actually, the majority of my clients that I work with are all people like you listening to this that have an intermediate and above level of English but the things they say to me are like you know what I just I lack the confidence when I have to present in English and I just don't know if I'm expressing myself in a in a good way or in a sophisticated way I also work with people who maybe right now they don't have to speak English in their job but in the future they can see it coming And this is the thing, we never know what's going to happen. And actually, recently, a lot of unplanned and unexpected things have happened. And it really got me thinking, I mean, personally, and and, and news that I've received. And you never know when things are going to happen. And I'm going to give you a couple of scenarios that are really common and that I've actually seen happen is that suddenly you're a company is bought by another company and your boss is an English speaker or you have to speak in English because maybe you're Spanish or maybe you're Venezuelan or a Mexican and now you have to speak to somebody who is German and the common language is English. That can happen. These sorts of things are happening all the time. Companies are taking over other companies. They're growing, they're expanding, they're moving into new areas. Maybe your company is thinking, Right now, it's been mainly Spanish-focused clients. Maybe you work in this kind of client kind of sector, but client services sector, I guess, is what I'm saying. But they're thinking, you know what? We want to grow, and part of our strategy now is going to be to go into an English-speaking country. So you know that probably at some point in the near future, there's a very real possibility that you could have to speak English. And what do you do? that kind of thought can be a little bit worrying. I mean, on the one hand, I always like to look at this because when people sort of tell me, they're like, oh, you know, I know that in the future I'm going to have to speak more English. And I think on the one hand, I think, wow, what a fantastic opportunity. 
to be able to speak English when you're at work is just the perfect combination because you can practice and you can implement the things that you're learning in the moment. It might not feel like it's a fantastic thing, but trust me, it's a really great thing. So on the one hand, it's a fantastic opportunity. And then on the other hand, you might be thinking, okay, I'm a little bit rusty. I'm out of practice. I haven't actually had to use English in my job for a number of years or months. And now I feel like I'm not up to scratch or I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do. Have meetings, lead teams. I don't know, try and persuade and convince people. I mean, these are difficult things to do in a language, although difficult to do in your own language. So having to do that on top in a new language is is really, really difficult. So These are kind of the two main categories that I see are either people who really lack confidence, even though they speak English pretty much on a daily basis, but they, you know, they're kind of comparing a lot to other people. They feel that they can't express themselves as well, but they practice a lot in English and they need English as a tool for them to get their job done well. They have to give presentations, they have to speak in front of people, they have to lead teams, etc. in English already. And then I also work with people who are thinking about the future and they're like, I want to be ready so that I'm not caught out by a potential quick change or or change in management, a change in company, or maybe I want to get a new job. Maybe you feel a little bit stuck right now and you're thinking, okay, I want a new job. And you're thinking, I know that I'm going to need English for that. I know I'm going to have to do an interview. I know I'm probably going to have to do a presentation or some kind of public speaking, and I want to be ready for that. So I imagine that you might fit in one of those two categories because you're listening to this podcast. So I imagine that you are very invested and you want to to improve your your English. So let me come back and let me just swing back to what is confidence anyway? Because it's a little bit of a wishy-washy word, right? And I get a lot of messages saying, Anna, how can you, how can I improve my confidence? How can I feel more confident? And it really is a very, very individual thing. And as I said, confidence is not related to level you can have a very high level but not be confident at all and equally I've seen people with a lower level of English or a beginner level who are extremely confident and have no qualms about speaking English really there's no set formula for how to build your confidence but the answer is actually really simple but it's easier said than done and I mean this is um something that is um, well known and it's something where people help you get over your fears is that confidence you build confidence by taking action that is what helps you feel confident if you feel like you're doing something towards the fear or the problem that you have in your head you are little by little going to feel more confident Now, being confident doesn't mean, especially in this context, of course, because we're talking about speaking English at work, it doesn't necessarily mean being perfect. And actually, in fact, this is what I really aim to do with a lot of my clients is not, I mean, obviously I want to help them speak and express themselves better. That's on one hand, giving them the tools so that they feel that they are making progress and improving and speaking better, essentially. But actually what a lot of the work I want to do with them is help them practice and take action to a point where even if 
maybe they're having a bit of a bad day or there's a bit of a challenging thing that they have to do in English, they're much more resilient. So maybe from going to the point where their boss says or they have to give a presentation in English and maybe at the beginning they're thinking, oh my God, like going around in their head, like then the world does, like thinking about it, thinking about it, you know, getting all nervous and all of that anxiety. We've all had that feeling, you know, it's kind of like in your stomach or in your heart when you get really nervous and it's almost impossible to control. I've actually had this feeling because recently I've been practicing giving presentations in Spanish. I'm, I'm right at the beginning. It's one thing that I want to practice because I wanted to really put myself in the shoe of you, basically. And it's kind of like that feeling, isn't it? It's kind of in your chest or in your stomach and you're not really sure how to control it and it's very difficult and you end up getting nervous. One thing that I really find is if you ever have to do anything like that, if you drink coffee, I, I, I like to drink coffee in the morning. I never drink coffee when I have to do something where I get nervous. Um, because I feel like coffee just makes you kind of, it's like too much and then your kind of nerves go out of control. So I've always found that it's better not to drink coffee if I'm doing something that makes me quite nervous like that. So it's like that feeling, isn't it, in your stomach or in, we say in the pit of your stomach, which is like that kind of deep part where you don't even know if it exists or whatever, but it's just that feeling, isn't it, where you feel really nervous and really what I want to try and get them to a point is where that if their boss says to them, okay, um, we've got a meeting tomorrow in English, can you give a presentation? They're like, yeah, okay, cool, great. And they're not thinking about the fact that, okay, I've got a presentation to give in English. They're thinking about, oh, okay, how can I, uh, what, what information do I have to give them? Oh, how can I say that well in English? Um, you know, so like shifting the focus from, oh my God, English presentation to, okay, no problem. Um, let's do it. Like, let's go for it. That's quite a big shift. And that's really what I want, even though on the surface, you know, it's, it's all about learning vocabulary and different ways to express yourself. Yes, that is important, but actually underneath what's more important is that if you're faced with English, it doesn't feel daunting. It doesn't feel like that. Oh my God, I'm going to die. The ground swallow me up moment. It's a okay, let's roll with it. Um, feeling resilient, even if you don't get things, save things perfectly, you're just like, oh, okay, that wasn't perfect. I'll use that word next time. And just kind of not making a big deal out of it. So that's actually really what I want a lot of my clients to feel like. It's actually becoming more resilient with English so that they don't feel like it's an absolute disaster or nightmare maybe nightmares too strong but just a bad experience we've all been there when you know we're really nervous and maybe we haven't prepared something so much so confidence comes by taking action once you take action you can learn things and in this case I'm saying things about vocabulary how you can speak better and that makes you feel better because you're like I know what I'm saying is right so that makes you then feel better and you're like oh I can do this this is fine and that kind of reinforces that. And then that makes you feel more confident. So it's like a cycle, right? If you take action, you feel more competent because you're learning new things. And then it kind of increases your self-esteem, your self-belief. You're like, okay, great, I can do this. It's not perfect, but that was better than it was last week. So great. And that makes you feel more confident. And then the cycle continues. So really the key thing to improve your 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 confidence or your lack of confidence is about doing something about it. So I'd like to tell you about how I can help you do something about this. So if you feel like 
the the things I was saying at the beginning. If you feel like speaking in front of people, and really I'm focused here on public speaking because I'll tell you why. There's a beautiful quote, and I've used this before, which is all speaking is public speaking, especially when you're at work, right? You're always kind of on the, on the job, people would say. And when I've been working with people time and time again, what people want to practice, one of their biggest problems is giving presentations and speaking in front of people. For example, introducing meetings, which is a form of public speaking, maybe giving a presentation with PowerPoint slides or not, maybe introducing themselves or doing interviews. So all of these things, the golden thread between all of them is speaking in public more formally leading things, introducing things, presenting ideas. And so it's like such an integral part of how you communicate at work. And it feeds into lots of things like meetings, conference calls. So public speaking for me is like the thing that underpins a lot of the stuff or feeling confident to speak in public in English is something that underpins a lot of the work that you'll have to do in English. And I mean, actually, to be honest, most people won't have to use English for every single communication that they do at work. In fact, the majority of people that I speak to, maybe they have to do a presentation every month or a presentation every couple of weeks, or they've got a meeting every two weeks. So it's kind of like these select things where you have to speak English. So it's not all the time necessarily. And you want to make sure that those times go well and that you leave a good impression on your colleagues So how can I help you? I'm really passionate about this, as you can probably tell. And I don't like to use the word passionate, really, because it's really uh, overused. But I'm really dedicated to helping people with this because I feel like, as I said, it's such an important skill that can help you to feel better speaking English at work in many different contexts. So last year, I, I ran a course to help people improve their public speaking skills. It was really successful and really helped people feel more confident by giving them the tools. So one of the things I really wanted to do was make sure it was kind of a a combination of giving people the tools. As I said before, that makes people feel more confident. If you give them the vocabulary and you tell them these are the good things to say or this is a good way to say these things, then people are going to feel like before they say anything, they're going to be like, "Okay, I know this is what um, I know this is right So I feel better about opening my mouth and saying it. So it's partly about giving people the tools and also then giving them the opportunity to practice. And this is kind of the, was the beauty behind it. Cause I wanted to create an environment where people could actually have the opportunity to practice their public speaking skills, i.e. give a presentation when they're not in a work environment. I mean, how often do people really, do you really get to do that where you get to practice a presentation that you would do at work, but not at work? And you can feel a little bit more secure that no one's judging you. Um, You know, this is not a matter of life or death. And actually, after that, I'm going to give you some feedback. Um, And that's really the, the golden part of that is the feedback and the guidance. Because it's very individual to each person. So each person has kind of different pieces of feedback and guidance. I remember, I'm going to pick out a few examples here because... Just to give you an idea of of some of the common things that um, come up, a common thing that comes up is when people speak too fast. So this is a case of kind of coaching them and saying, okay, you're, you're speaking too fast. You need to kind of slow it down and giving them some tips about how they can do that. 
Another thing that's really common is people have tics and habits of things that they say in English. So I had a couple of students, a couple of students, or one student in particular actually, who was saying a word um, repeatedly, or they say like little phrases, and you don't notice that because maybe you've never heard yourself even giving a presentation in English, right? So you kind of isolate those things and you're like, okay, you you say this a lot. Why don't we try and vary it? Why don't we try and use some different vocabulary for this? Or actually what you need to try and do is actually get rid of that word because it's actually just a fill word. It doesn't really mean anything. It's not adding to anything. And in this formal environment, it's it's better that you try and not use that word. So it's a lot about saying, you know, kind of what's formal, uh, what's informal, um, maybe saying this messaging is a little bit confusing. I'm not really understanding about where you're coming from. Why don't you try and organize your messages a little bit like this? And also obvious things like grammar, um, you know, common mistakes, pronunciation, because pronunciation is so, so important. I mean, in general, but when you're giving a, a presentation or um, you're on a conference call, or whatever, you, you might even only have one shot until you see those people in another month, or maybe you're only going to see them once. And you've got to make sure that they understand the words that you're saying, especially if they're related to names, um, very important keywords that get repeated. So they seem like fairly straightforward and simple things, but sometimes you never even know that you're doing that until somebody can watch it. Somebody like me, I can see what you're doing and I can give you that feedback and say, okay, you need to work on this. This is great. You're doing that really well, but definitely there's room for improvement and there's always room for improvement. I've worked with people. I'm going to think about the people that did the course last year. I mean, all of these people had an intermediate level of English and above. So there are always things to improve, even if you have a higher level. So it was really, it was a great course and I really loved running it and um, all the students gave it really good feedback. And so I'm going to open it again this year. I'm going to open it with a select few places and that's why I'm telling you about it now. And Really, I want to let you know who's who's right for this public speaking course that I'm going to be running. And as I said, this course is for people who have an intermediate level of English. Now, that's important because you need to be able to construct a certain amount of sentences or you need to be able to give me uh, some messages in English first so that we can then work with that and improve that. Um, if you're more at a beginner level, it's better to focus on building that beginner grammar to the point where you could do a course like this. So it's important that it's a, a, you have an intermediate level of English. It's also um, important that you're a Spanish speaker. And I'm going to explain why. Because some people ask me, they say, but Anna, I'm not Spanish. and um, But I really want to do this course. So it's a group course as well, which is great because the group element is where you all come together in the sessions and basically deliver presentations in front of each other. So you get that practice, you get that feeling of sitting in front of a audience and practicing. So it's important that you're a Spanish speaker because with some of the resources, I use Spanish for things like translation lists and vocabulary lists. And the reason why this is really, really good is because it's a very quick way of getting across meaning if you have translations. And there are also things that are very particular to Spanish speakers speaking English. And I'm an expert teaching English to Spanish speakers is what I do every single day. So that's also um, why it's important. And in the future, I hope to bring out um, courses that are designed for 
all speakers of all languages. But um, for now, that's um, that's kind of the target focus and the people that I feel I can help the most. So it's important that you're an intermediate level of English. It's important that you're a Spanish speaker. And finally, really, this has to be something that you really feel like you want to improve and invest in. If you really feel like you're lacking confidence speaking in public at work or just in front of your colleagues, whatever, and you know that that's going to stop you getting the job that you want or getting the promotion that you want or moving to another branch of the company that you want to, then it's time to do something about it or this kind of problem or this fear is just going to keep building up and building up and you're not going to kind of break that vicious cycle because every time you do it or every time you give a presentation you're going to be really scared um, and then you're going to be really self-critical and you're going to be like oh I did a terrible job and then kind of the cycle just begins again so do something about it and take action if you lack confidence this is an opportunity where I can help you to take action and improve that and really make you feel a much more resilient speaker of English. So if this course sounds like something that you are interested in, simply send me an email. I'm going to leave the email in the link in the description box. Simply send me an email to that address saying I need this course and I will get in touch with you. I hope you enjoyed that episode today and I am genuinely delighted to be able to offer that course again. I absolutely loved doing it last year and it was just really great. So I'm really happy that I'm able to offer you the opportunity to to get your place this year. And finally, um, I hope you have a great week. Um, I hope that things are going well, Um, even if you have things going on right now and things maybe be a, a little bit difficult. There's lots of things that are happening in the world at the moment and it's been very difficult for businesses and, and equally for employees and entrepreneurs and everybody. So don't work too much. I know you probably do. You're probably like me. I'm sure you're a very hard worker, but don't do work too much and do take some time to look after yourself and spend time with family and friends and your loved ones. And yes, that's me. Thank you so much for listening as always. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.